all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. <laughs> I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. There you go. <laughs> it is I hosting an episode again. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. Yeah. Me. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. Me. Yes. That's a good one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, if you are new to All Bad Things, we hope you're not, but most likely there are some people that are new to it, you can follow us on... Uh, Insta, Twitter, Facebook at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Yes, do all of those things. <laughs> so, uh, we got lots of stuff to cover before we get sure. into it. So, don't. Yeah. yeah. We won't get into it yet. One, I would like to give a shout out to our listener, Jennifer. I'll specify Jennifer R., just in case, who has been listening through our entire back catalog. Wow. In order. And live tweeting <laughs> us about it. <laughs> I guess I haven't been on Twitter that much lately. I haven't noticed that. Yep. And I just thought it would be fun to say, give her a special, I'm sorry, I'm assuming her, I shouldn't, I haven't asked uh, Jennifer's pronouns, but um, give a shout out uh, for when Jennifer gets to this episode. She can be like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> they said my name. Yes, it's you. This is so, episode hello. two. Fifth. 15. 15. Wow. Last I saw, Jennifer was on like 180, 190, something like that. I can't imagine listening to us. I know. I know. (laughs) I also wanted to mention another thing from Twitter about another Jennifer. Our um, pal in disaster podcasting, Jennifer. Oh, yeah. From From disaster area? Yes, Mm -hmm. from disaster area, announced something really fun on Twitter. She is, again, I hope I'm getting Jennifer's pronouns right. Anyway, um, going on a road trip in the U.S. to visit the sites of multiple disasters to write a book. Really? Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. Jennifer is Stole her idea. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) We were going to do that. Um, No, but Jennifer's very good with research, very technical, very knowledgeable. So I think that that will end up being a pretty amazing result. Did she specify where she's going? Yeah, let me, in fact, I can probably look it up real quick, but I, um, mentioned, she mentioned, um, the station, Nightclub Fire. Oh, okay, in Providence? Yeah, you're right, it wasn't, it wasn't Boston. Or just outside uh, of Providence, I think. Yep. Um, that one stood out to me because obviously we've covered it, but, um. Yeah, it was also the very first one we did. And that was a bad one, too. That's, yeah. Yes, yes, that was. If people have a real morbid curiosity about that, you can actually find a clip of that on YouTube. Well, yes, yes, as we as which I don't recommend watching, but it's on there. It's bad, man. Um, oh man, I'm not. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, so (laughs) this is this is uh Jennifer's announcement. Uh, guess what I'm going to do, barring shutdowns and other quarantine-related shenanigans? I am on, going on a road trip the last week of September to visit places where disasters happen so that I can, fingers crossed, write a book about the whole thing. Which I think is so awesome. 
another another author oh, in our group. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and she's taking suggestions too. So follow uh, at Disaster Area Pod if you have a place. It, I and I think she's just doing the U.S. So um, obviously she's not road tripping to Europe. <laughs> I don't think I can suggest US, anything but... to her because I'm pretty sure she blocked me a long time ago. Really? Yeah. What did you say? I didn't say anything. I, it was, uh, well, obviously I said something. Uh, she is obviously, obviously, she is of the uh, more establishment Dems, and I am not. So oh, I really? think I think it had some. That's so, pretty progressive. It had something to do with the primaries. Very lefty. I don't oh, think she okay. likes Bernie Sanders. Well, okay. <laughs> now, a lot of people who are not establishment, who actually are very progressive, don't like Bernie Sanders. Just because you don't like Bernie Sanders doesn't mean you're not progressive. I mean, I like Bernie, but I know a lot of people who don't who are still very progressive. Sure. So it's not the litmus test. But okay. So here's another tweet tweet down thread. Right now, my possible itinerary includes Johnstown from the flood. Mm-hmm. Shanksville? Is that Shanksville where the 9-11 plane went down? Yes, it is. Okay. Yep. Uh, the Knox Mine disaster, the Station Nightclub fire, the Carrollton bus crash. Mm. There we go. The Beverly Hills Supper Club fire. That's a Which we really, have not done. We can't. Well, in my opinion, we can't. It was almost positively arson. Okay. So that's a crime. Yeah. So I would say no, which is kind of too bad because it is a pretty amazing story. Um, the Boston Molasses Flood. There which we, we go. Did. Yeah. And Air Florida 90, was that... No, that wasn't Value Jet. No, that was I don't Value think so. Jet, yeah. No, because um, Value Jet was Value not Jet. sure what. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, if anyone has any suggestions, tweet at Disaster Area Pod. I'm sure Jennifer would appreciate that. And listen to Disaster Area, if you don't. It's our, it's our little uh, twinsy bestie pod friend, because... Uh, but I will say, like, Jennifer works damn hard and does it all on her own, mm-hmm. which is a lot. I mean, it, it's uh, the only. I feel like the only reason I can do this is because I'm talking to somebody else while doing it. You know, it'd be very different to have to talk into a microphone yourself, like that. It would be very different. It's much more challenging. Yeah. Um. Another thing I told you, I had lots of things to mention up top. Another thing is uh, Samantha just shared. Now that we're recording this on Saturday, August fourteenth, and this is coming out on Monday the sixteenth, so this will still be relatively recent news. Um, Samantha on our Facebook discussion group shared a BBC news article that announced that Haiti was struck by a seven point two magnitude earthquake again. Yeah, Jesus. What was the um, one from like 2010? 2010. Yeah, that was awful. Which we did. Yes, we yeah, did. Yeah, we did do that episode. We did. And they're still recovering from it. Oh, well, it's um Haiti so, Haiti is still recovering from just being Haiti. Well, a lot of things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and unfortunately they're very prone to earthquakes and I mean this just happened Saturday, the Saturday morning so this morning and already they've confirmed at least 300 dead. Then it's th- going to get which, worse. Which will go up. And, and like 1,800 injured. So that is no good. That is not going to be good. Well, it's a good thing through the Clinton Foundation, they built a bunch of shit in Haiti that Haitians didn't need. Is that what happened? You can watch a Vice News Oof. report on that. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, but anyway, that's that's just awful. But plus, a lot of people from the, I believe, uh, if I can remember the research correctly, a lot of people wind up dying after the earthquake from like dysentery and stuff like well, that. Well, we covered it. Yeah. <laughs> so go back and listen to our yeah. episode. <laughs> I should go back and listen I to know, it because that's what I'm saying. It's all, but I'm pretty sure the well infrastructure failures were deaths really were, yeah. yeah well or that they couldn't even get rescue workers to people because of like blocked roads and stuff yeah so. they don't really have much of an infrastructure to begin with and then what little infrastructure you do have gets torn apart by an earthquake doesn't make things any better haiti is a country that has been massively subjugated and taken advantage of by so many people over thanks for centuries uh, you know what the u.s is as always, involved in ways we should not be. I think it was a French slave colony, and they had the the only. We went into that. In the, yeah, and the, they had the, the they literally had the only um, successful slave revolt in history. We I went into Haiti, that in Haiti. all of the. Do you episode. remember that though? I, it was in the episode. I did okay. the research. Okay. All right. I'm just filling people in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, However many episodes just, ago that was. What are you drinking? Very boring, boring. Very boring, boring. I am drinking the most fantabulous. Fantabulous. Yes. American. <laughs> Nationwide craft beer. No, it's not like. <laughs> National local beer. That's the one. I am drinking I something much more exciting. spice it up a little bit Okay. Tonight. I am drinking from Birdsong Brewing mm. out of Charlotte. North Carolina. Is that press play? Passion play. Oh. It is a sour ale with passion fruit and strawberries. I actually like it. I think it's quite good. The passion fruit is good in it. The strawberry is a little more subtle, but the passion fruit is good. Mmm, wow. Ooh. That is a... Uh, well, it's a sour. It's very tart. Yeah, but the, <laughs> there are some sours that aren't so... That, that one is very tart. It lives up indeed. to its name. Yes, it does. All right. So, um... So you did some research over the past couple of days because you had time to, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to call you out in front of everybody. That's, that's all. That's fine. <laughs> that now that I'm back to a nine to five and you had a couple days off, mm-hmm. yet a thought. I still have a couple more days off, so you never know. Oh, so you're gonna do? You're going to do research in the next couple days? Maybe we'll see. <laughs> I do not want to blow through these scripts. We we're not going to blow through them. Yes, we are no, because I I'm struggling with getting any research done. What with a job, job now, like a traditional job where I have to show up at a certain time. Who who thought that system was a good idea? <laughs> it's literally been since we started the podcast since that happened. Yes, first time I'm I'm uh, in traditional employment and trying to co-run a podcast. So yes. So, we have another, in a long line, of listener scripts, which we love. Oh, yes. It I has love, been... <laughs> especially. It has been, uh, without the listener scripts, my life would have been so much more stressful. Period. <laughs> so, thank you, and keep them coming. <laughs> we would have figured out a way. I would have. Yes. Either way. You would have had to. <laughs> yeah. Either way. So this is from uh, James M., who is here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes, indeed. He's a, a local of ours. He is. And we've been, <laughs> now that Wake County has put mask mandates and mm. certain guidelines well, back Raleigh in the place. Well, Raleigh is too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Raleigh does as well. We were hoping to get up with, with you at some point, James. We will at some point. Because uh, I don't think he lives too far from us. No, no. So 
Because Raleigh, Cary, Durham, uh, Chapel, it's, it's all of it's very place. spread out. So yeah. we could live in the same, we could both live in Raleigh and be 35 minutes away from each other. That's true. Plus now they just, the census data showed that Wake County, which is our county, has uh, officially become the largest of the 100 counties in North Carolina. Or the most at one populous. Point, well, that's right. what I, sorry, yeah. yes, largest by population, that's correct. Um, we have 1.1 million residents, and we outpaced Mecklenburg County, which is where Charlotte is. Now, Charlotte's still the larger city by mm-hmm. a long shot, but... I guess that's kind of surprising, but... Eh, well, maybe not really. I'm sure it's neck and neck. What? The... The difference in the population between Mecklenburg County and Wake County. I'm sure yeah, it's pretty I think close. it's. I think it is really close. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is again from James M, who did the research. Thank you very much. And he also did research on the Tianjin explosion. explosion. And I feel like maybe something else, but my memory is just completely failing me. Yes. So thank you once again, James. So this one, I'm, I read just the the first line. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be a good one. This is Times Beach, Missouri. 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 (laughs) Missouri. Missouri. So I have a feeling that we have not read ahead at all, but I have a feeling this is going to be like the place in Pennsylvania, the dead city. Oh, Centralia. Yes. Just from the, if he just named it after like a city and state, I have a feeling this might be just a, a failed like an evacuated town or something like that. I feel like I it's in my brain somewhere what this is, but I, I don't recall. I am thinking something nuclear, but I really don't know why. Okay, well, let's find out yes. since we don't know. I also didn't know there were beaches in Missouri, although I guess there's like Lake of the Ozarks, right? So there's like the huge lakes. I guess. I don't, I know nothing about Missouri. Well, uh, the... Uh, we drove across it once. The, um... Mississippi River flows through Missouri too, doesn't it? Well, it creates sure. one of the borders, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> Listen yeah. to us trying to pretend we know what we're talking yeah. about. It doesn't have to be on the ocean to be a beach. No, I get that. <laughs> but you can see where someone from Miami thinks of a beach a little differently than yeah. someone in Missouri. We can we can see how somebody from Miami just thinks less of everybody. <laughs> it's so mean. <laughs> just because I gave Jacksonville a hard time last night. <laughs> now you think I'm a snob. No, I know it when it comes to Florida. And, and you've admitted so, so it's okay. Yes, that's true. Yes. So, Times Beach, Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> Times Beach, Missouri. Times Beach, Missouri. So, Times Beach was, okay, here we oh, go, boy. was a town in Missouri built along the banks of the Merrimack River. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Is it Merrimack? Merrimack. Oh, oh. Merrimack. Yeah, it could be Merrimack. Sure. Uh, who knows? <laughs> One of those. <laughs> One of those uh, rivers. I, I apologize to our Missouri listeners. I don't know how many we have, but I'm sure we have at least one. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Was being past tense on purpose in this case Mm. because the town was evacuated by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Oh, my goodness. Otherwise known as the EPA. In 1982. Wow. Huh. Disincorporated by the state of Missouri in 1985 and was never inhabited again. So I was correct. It's so like, it's... Is this like Love Canal? No. Is it Love Canal or um, Three Mile Island That was nuclear. Something? So I don't know. We don't EPA, know yet. EPA. So something, something got something was contaminated. Bad. I don't think the EPA would would oversee a nuclear disaster. But Probably I don't... But they, not? They would be a part of it. I don't... Who knows? Anyway. But that The town had to be evacuated. They, did. they haven't even evacuated Flint. 
That's true, so, and they should. <laughs> yes. God, talk about a failure. I don't. But let's move on with yes. time speech. And Flint is One back in the, at a time. Flint is back in the news again for good reason. So, uh, well, not good for the people. Good right. for good for justice. Hopefully. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, Times Beach was demolished and then incinerated. Wait. Until it was safe for humans to inhabit as one of the EPA's first and probably most public Superfund sites. Okay, I've heard of those. Wait, how do you how do you destroy? Well, how wait how do you incinerate? So literally, just raise it. Yeah. Uh, and and burn the land. Yes, yeah, that's pretty wow, easy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Just throwing. Oh, some, it's easy. Yeah. You know. Just get a bunch of people with Molotov cocktails. No problem. Yeah, that's controlled. Yeah. Absolutely. What could go wrong? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing at all. So, unlike a lot of All Bad Things episodes, no humans died in this one, at mm. least that can be proven, mm-hmm. but the face-slapping disregard that several corporations had for safety or common sense led to the deletion of an entire town from the map, and that's pretty wild, yes. Okay, so we've got an anti-capitalist one here. Yes. Trigger good, warning good. for animal deaths oh. and the general malaise of capitalism ruining <laughs> everything. <laughs> have thought like um well which which should be our very last episode climate change or capitalism and i think it has to be capitalism because it caused climate change it did and uh, yeah they're they're intertwined like i guess i think i i think when we brought up that before i think it was we should just do both in right. one episode yeah. so geography corner mm. all right here we go okay now we know where it is so times beach was located that's so weird to say know, was right? located in the eastern section of the state of missouri approximately 25 miles southwest of St. Louis and approximately oh. two miles east of Eureka. Which okay, that, so that's, that is. that's almost like a suburb. I know where St. Louis is. St. But, Louis, uh, yeah. Well, you should. <laughs> for, those, yeah, for those not familiar with U.S. geography, Missouri is located basically smack dab in the middle of the mm-hmm. country, slightly south of center, bordered to the west by Kansas, to the northeast by Illinois, to the east by Kentucky, the southeast by Tennessee, the north by Iowa, and to the south by Kansas. Or Arkansas, I'm sorry. Arkansas. <laughs> you could say it's exceptionally landlocked, yes. Yeah, massively so. so. Times Beach was founded in 1925 by the St. Louis Star-Times newspaper. That's interesting. Huh. They originally sold plots of land there. Oh, the Times! Times Beach, like yeah, uh, sure. the, the New York Times, yeah. the Missouri Times Beach. <laughs> So they originally sold plots of land there, measuring 20 feet by 100 feet, for $67.50. Pretty good. With a six-month subscription to the paper. So you had to get... <laughs> it's basically like a giant advertisement. Yeah. I, I can, I, you know that there was one person that would be like, I'll pay the sixty-seven fifty. I just don't want the six months yeah, of the... Please new- yeah, please just keep yeah. the paper. Yeah, you know there was somebody that did that. <laughs> And they were like, no, we're going to send it to you anyway. <laughs> and you must read it. There yes. will be a quiz. Yes, there will be a quiz. It was intended to turn down to turn the plot of land owned by the newspaper into a summer vacation destination town. Oh, okay. Of course, there were several problems with this. Times Beach was in a floodplain, okay, and flooded frequently back oh, then boy. when the river broke the bank, so much so that the first houses were built on stilts. The economy crashing into the Great Depression in 1929, I had a Just feeling a that was going to come up. Yeah. Yep didn't help the sale of vacation homes and fuel rationing during the second world war also limited how many people wanted or could afford a vacation home as well yeah the star times died by 1951 being the newspaper yeah and the town gradually evolved into low and middle class housing with a population of about 1200 to 2000 people okay okay 
So, Agent Orange, Hoffman Taff, Napako, IPC, and a guy named Russell. Oh, is this like the, the or, heading? Or Roussel, because it's just got one L. I would think it's Russell, Russell? but... I'm going to call him Roussel. <laughs> so, Hoffman Taff Pharmaceuticals, here we go. Oh, great. Was contracted by the U.S. military to create oh, no. Agent Orange. <laughs> okay, all right, so here we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> We have the pharmaceutical industry, we have the, the United military. States military, and we have Agent Orange. Yes. I think we can see where all of this is yeah. going. Yes. <laughs> None of those things are good. Yeah, something that uh, something that uh, my uncle who fought in Vietnam has right. suffered from. That's right. As along with uh, thousands upon thousands of other Vietnam veterans. And no one will ever really know the impact no. of Agent Orange God, on no. those veterans. No, but it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, because just the North, a great victory. Because the North Vietnam Vietnamese was. wound up winning anyway. So yeah, that oh, was that God. was what a fucking waste. Uh, so Agent Orange is a chemical defoliant used by the U.S. military in Vietnam as part of Operation Ranch Hand. Jeez, Operation. Why would you? Because it's like what's Operation more fucking Ranch obnoxiously Hand. American sounding. I don't than know. That. Uh, Operation Reagan, but he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't a big. He wasn't a big player at the time. That's probably what they should have called it. <laughs> Just in, in preparation of his presidency. Yes. Yeah. He was a governor then. So, um, Agent Orange was a combination of two herbicides, two four five T, two four five. Oh God. Tri- oh, oh, Triclorena. Holy Christ. Triclofena. Triclorofena. Noxic. Acetic acid. Can I try it? <laughs> yes, you can. That's a very, that's a very long word. <laughs> Trichlorophenoxiatic acid. No. Trichlorophenoxiatic acid. Trichlorophenoxiatic acid. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Zyacetic, not zyacenic. Try. Zyacetic. I'm not even going to try. Okay, okay, whatever. I'm not even going to try chlorophenoxiatic acid, whatever. And uh, 2,4-D... Oh God, two four dichlorophenoxiacetic acid. That's the one. So it's the phenoxiacetic that remains the the same. Mm-hmm. One is trichlorophenoxiacetic, and one is dichlorophenoxiacetic. Ha! There you go. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember that opening scene from uh, Anchorman, but now oh, uh, the ar- the arsonist had oddly shaped feet. <laughs> <laughs> Big black rubber baby buggy bumpers. Agent Orange, along with a number of other rainbow defoliants, quote unquote. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, because they named them after the colors of the rainbow. Were used to strip back the dense jungles of Vietnam during the conflict there to deprive the Viet Cong of a tactical advantage. And it absolutely should be its own episode of All Bad Things. He put that in uh, bold. It bold in italics. I've but never that's thought. A crime. <laughs> I was gonna say it is a crime, and I've, I, yeah, it's a war crime. Um, but it's just this. <laughs> but let's remember, humans have nothing to do with climate change. No, nothing at all. Like people who are climate change deniers, it's like I'm sorry. Did you think we could do shit like this, and there wouldn't be a consequence? Well, what I always say, and what people who I have two friends that are in the field of climate science, mm-hmm. what they always say is like, yes. All of this will happen eventually, but we've sped it up by yeah. about 8,000 years. Right. So that's that's the part that that's wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. And apparently we <laughs> sped it up even more than we thought we were going to yes. as of the new 
report they mm-hmm. came out with. Oh, God. Yeah, Greece is doing great right now. <sighs> and California. <clears throat> and Haiti. And, well, that's a natural thing, an earthquake, but... <laughs> you know, it came to my mind, like a sad parody of Alicia Keys. This world is on fire. It, it, literally. Like, pretty yeah. much at, like, any given time now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Australia last year? Oh, the, the bushfires. Jesus Christ. Well, we did one, the Black Saturday ones. Before. Not to worry, though, folks. It's 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 nothing. You can all come to Raleigh and we'll just... <laughs> we'll buy Raleigh's a not, Hey, Raleigh's house. not so bad. You get, like, a little... You get, like, a little effect For of a hurricane. Now, like, here and there, but... now. Yeah. No, we'll just all buy a little commune. There we and go. Die together. <laughs> the all bad things. We'll, we'll 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 buy a commune and name it Times Beach, Missouri. No matter where it is. <laughs> and then we'll just wait out the rest of our inevitable demise. Yes. You can make clothes. You know how to do that. I can do things. Um, go on raids or something like that. Like in, you know. I can do taxes, but <laughs> there it won't you matter. Go. It won't matter. Um, so important for this story. Uh, is that Hoffman Taft made the first component, which we'll call 245T from here on on. Yes, thank you. <laughs> in their plant in Verona, Missouri, southwest part of the state, about 230 miles away from Times Beach. Mm-hmm. Production of 245T creates dioxins as waste byproducts. I actually know what that means. Okay. Specifically, 2378-tetrachlorodibenzo, uh, P-doxin, which is known as TCDD, and we'll refer to it as TCDD since that's a lot of words. <laughs> it's actually, it's a lot of letters. Yes. Uh, thank you, James. <laughs> so thank you. Although, you know what? We have a bunch of people um, in our listener group who work in, like, biology and stuff who probably know what all of those They probably are. do. Yes. <laughs> Business started to trail off for Hoffman Taff in the early 70s, so they leased part of their facility to Napaco, which is capitalized, I'm... I'm Guessing it's a okay. Yes, Northeastern Pharmaceutical and Chemical Company Incorporated. Oh, okay. For them to produce a chemical called hexachlorophene, I have heard of that. Really? Uh, hexachlorophene was used as a disinfectant and cleaning agent. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, honestly, you can probably make another episode on hexachlorophene oh, as boy. well, since it's best known for killing thirty-nine babies in France and fifteen people here before being banned. Wow. Okay. One of the companies involved in the production of a talcum baby powder in France accidentally oh. mixed the hexachlorophene with the talc. Analysis afterwards showing it was around 6.3% concentration, and the U.S. EPA banned the sale of any product with higher than 1% concentration. Oh, wow. 204 people were injured and 36 died as a result of... Wow, you've, you've got so many long words in here. Percutaneous hexachlorophene poisoning. Percutaneous, yeah. From this manufacturing error. So, the EPA outlawed the sale of any product containing over 1% hexachlorophene and any products still containing it were prescription only. Can I take a stab at what um, percutaneous means? Sure. Do you know what subcutaneous means? I do not. Under the skin. Oh, okay. So, percutaneous so might be on the skin, mm-hmm. like an application on the skin. Let us know above, if I'm right. Uh, above the skin. Like on it, the skin. Yes, I know. <laughs> not, like not hovering like above. It just hovers, hovers above. <laughs> Force And follows fields. you around. Yes. I've been playing too much Red Dead Redemption. Mm. Yes, you have. I can confirm that. <laughs> the demand for hexachlorophene fell off a cliff. Uh, yeah, uh, reasonably it so. People. Yeah. So the issue was that Napaco manufactured hexachlorophene by combining 245T, mm-hmm. one component of Agent Orange, 
with formaldehyde via oh process. God. Jesus, I mean, it's... So half of Agent Orange plus formaldehyde. Plus formaldehyde. What could go wrong? Via a process called uh, nucleophilic aromatic substitution. Also huh. produced TCDD dioxin as a byproduct. The raw output produced TCDT, TCDD mm-hmm. around three to five parts per million, but Napaco could reduce it down via concentration to 0.1 parts per million. Aren't you so happy you're the one who ended up reading this? I know, right? <laughs> I do understand parts per million, there you though. There uh, Which left concentrated, thick, slimy barrels of leftovers called still bottoms. That just... Ew, that sounds like thick, slimy leftovers. That's a new name for metal band. We're taking that. The still, still bottoms. bottoms. <laughs> Originally, Napaco was sending their still bottoms off offsite to a facility in Louisiana to be incinerated. That doesn't sound good either. Mm. Okay, which is the safest and most oh, effective okay. method of getting rid of byproducts. All but right. you know what? Incinerating stuff is expensive, and Napaco was all about late-stage capitalism and uh-huh. profits uber alles. So Uber Alice. Yes. Like so they, Deutschland, Deutschland, psh, Uber Alice. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. absolutely. So they, decided, <laughs> so they decided to farm out the disposal of the still bottoms to another company. They contracted IPC, or Independent uh, Petrochemical Corporation, to dispose of the concentrated still bottoms for them to save money, believing IPC had the ability to do it correctly, or maybe not just giving a fuck if they did and wanting to wash their hands of a bunch of dangerous yeah. chemicals. Like, we'll just Who knows? sub it out. We'll subcontract it out. I'm actually, in this case, I'm going to go with both. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, we'll give it to these guys, and if if it works, great, and if they fuck it up, oh, well. It's well, a, it's not it's, us. It's, uh, our hands well, are, our hands are wash, washed. Wash our hands. Our hands are washed with formaldehyde right? and, nu- and half of nucleophilic aromatic substitution. So let's talk about TCDD for a minute for those not familiar. It was, uh, I wonder that, which if is, anybody which, is Which is everybody. <laughs> which is anybody that worked outside of this chemical company. <laughs> so it was initially identified as being hazardous to humans after the widespread use of the defoliant in Malaysia, Korea, Vietnam, the Philippines, oh and other locations. More than 4 million Vietnamese citizens, as well as a large number of U.S. soldiers, were mm-hmm. exposed to Agent Orange. 4 million Vietnamese citizens. That we know Jesus. of. Jesus. I mean, shit. Well, I mean, we bombed and mm-hmm. um, gave nuclear uh, poisoning to countless Japanese people. Why not just switch countries and yeah. fuck not just, other people Why not up? just do it with a toxin instead? We really are like fucking war criminals. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Very Christ. much so. Uh, yeah, just to go off on the war criminal tangent, I would love to do an episode on the the people that got brought back to the Marshall Islands, but we can't because it's literally a fucking war crime. But yeah. but look that up um, mm-hmm. if you're curious, and don't look it up if you're squeamish. It's pretty pretty terrible. We could do a spinoff uh, podcast called All Bad Capitalism. It would just be <laughs> no. We could just do it. We just do it. All bad war crimes. I'm sure there's 215 <laughs> different episodes we could do of that. Oh, that would just be, like disasters, it's ongoing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So as a result of the war and side effects, uh, side effects were varied and horrifying. Birth defects like cleft palate, developmental disabilities, Mm -hmm. spina bifida, stillbirths, hernias, extra fingers and or toes, and neural tube defects. Like basically... Poison people. Basically, like almost... The same shit as, uh, like, nuclear uh, exposure. Well, because it fucks with the human biology Mm -hmm. and genetics. Yes. 
Agent Orange's exposure has also been linked to a, a higher prevalence of a variety of cancers. Yeah. Yep. Soft tissue sarcoma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Hodgkin's disease, lympho- uh, lymphocytic leukemia, respiratory cancer, prostate cancer, multiple myel... Myelosis? Myelo- myeloma? Myeloma? That's myeloma. T- myeloma. That's correct. I think that's a type of cancer. Bladder cancer. The list keeps going on. Dioxin is also fat-soluble and bioaccumulative, meaning you eat it or come yep. into surface contact and it stores in your body and is then passed down to offspring who were, who were not directly oh exposed. Oh, my God. It's an absolute nightmare of a chemical, and all studies say that while the correct amount of dioxin is, Jesus Christ, none, what's wrong with you, quote-unquote, <laughs> the quote-unquote acceptable limit of TCDD Jesus. concentration is one part per billion in soil. Above that is cause for concern. And that's like a minuscule amount, one part per billion. Per million. Uh, Yes, per billion. That's right. It wasn't per million. Above that is cause for concern. In addition, uh, TCDD contamination of Agent Orange making a lot of Vietnamese and Americans sick during the war. Dioxin also crept into the public eye during the Seveso disaster in 1976 Hmm. when a chemical plant in Lombardy, Italy, accidentally released a huge quantity of TCDD on an area around the plant leading to the largest public exposure to dioxin known at the time, as well as being number eight on Time Magazine's Worst Man-Made Environmental Disasters Top Ten Lists, along with Love Canal. Mm. Well, thank you, James, because I had not heard of the one in Italy. We'll need to add that to Mm -mm. the list. Yes. Yeah, he's already covered like five things that we could cover as a Mm -hmm. a topic. So anyway, IPC didn't have the ability to dispose of this stuff properly either, so they contacted a dude named Russell. <laughs> hey, <clears throat> you know what? We don't need, get this, <laughs> we don't need to contract it out. Let's just call Russell. All right, get this get, get this guy's last name. He has, oh, no. he has the perfect last name. Oh, boy. Russell Bliss <laughs> operated a waste oil business in Frontenac, Missouri. Uh, so... Uh, Russell Bliss. That's just that's just up. too perfect. But uh, did you know that the precursor to Save by the Bell was a Haley Mills vehicle called I think it was Good Morning Miss Bliss. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You know Save by the Bell. I do. I don't know so who. So uh... Zach, Lisa, and Screech were all in a show before Saved by the Bell, where they were all in school, but it centered a little bit more around their teacher, who was played by Haley Mills played the twins in the parent trap the first one and her name was miss bliss and it was in indiana and then all of a sudden the next season it's called saved by the bell all the same kids are living in southern california it has nothing to do with miss bliss Haley mills is nowhere to be found but russell okay (laughs) russell that that was very important So, Napaco paid IPC $3,000 per load to dispose of the still bottoms, and IPC paid Russell $125 per load to take it off their hands. (laughs) What? What the fuck? So, they just called some guy named Russell Bliss, and they're like, here, we'll pay $125. So, they made a massive profit on it. I guess. I mean, I'm still like... And gave it to a man named Russell. Yeah, we don't know where this is going yet, so... Well, we do, but... Nowhere good. Yeah. Never trust a Russell. <laughs> Never trust anybody <laughs> whose last name is Bliss. That's just too... No. Russell Bliss. It's just like if somebody's last name was Angel, it's like, no, you want to stay away from that person. <laughs> Russ Bliss. Yes. Russ Bliss. So, 
I don't know how he'll get into hell, I'm sure. So Bliss removed 18,500 gallons of the still bottom waste oil for IPC in 1971. Russell took these drums of syrupy waste oil and combined them with a stash of waste motor oil, and then things got interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. No. I'll bet they did. <laughs> so they just, but I'm sorry, I still can't get over. They just hired a rando named Russell. Yeah, okay, so now we're getting into him. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, we're learning along with the audience here, so. Oh, my God. So he if owned... If this isn't a dollop already, it should be. I know, right? It might be. It might be. He owned a horse farm, so he tried spraying the combined waste oil and still bought a mixture onto the dirt track at his farm to cut down on dust. In the hot, dry summers in Missouri, dust was a real issue, especially at a horse arena. I... Wait, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dust. I need to reread this. So, yes. He sprayed it on dirt. He sprayed hazardous waste material. That was combined with something else that the is, motor oil. Yes, which can be hazardous. Okay. So he thought it was okay. <laughs> a petroleum company thought that it was a good idea to pay a guy named Russell Bliss, who owned a horse farm, $125 per load. To take this hazardous material waste and dispose of it, which he did by combining it with motor oil and spraying it on dirt. Okay, I was just clarifying. Yeah, Thank sounds you. good. It sounds uh, sounds, sounds like, like a plan. Sounds, sounds like exactly like what something you'd want to do. <laughs> As my dad used to say when I was growing up, sounds like a winner. <laughs> <laughs> So horses going around in circles creates a lot of dust, and he found that spraying the waste oil on the arena floor kept the dust down very well. Wouldn't water do that too? You know, just, just like you the know, water. Water is expensive. Here, water is very expensive. But it, but it's he's, not hazardous. Yeah, that's probably how he's looking at it, though. Uh, where he, did they this, find this guy? This, man? this guy doesn't know like what he's doing yet. Where did they? Russell Bliss. Well, back then it would have been the Yellow Pages. I mean, like, Horse Farm. Boom, this guy, Russell Bliss. He's got the perfect name. It's the perfect cover. Probably not even his real name. 1971, a man named Russell Bliss. Oh, my God. They just looked up Horse Farms in the Yellow Pages. So other farms heard about... Oh, God. No, 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 no. Heard about Russell's magic arena dust reduction treatment and paid him to spray their arenas. And because 1971, no one's asking, what the fuck is this shit? no. The people have got literally other things on their mind in 1971. <laughs> uh, so one farm called Shenandoah Stables paid Russell to spray their arena in 1971. Oh my god. They complained afterwards that the whole arena had a weird, acrid, chemical <laughs> smell. Then, uh, in big bold letters, trigger warning. Oh no. The horses started shriveling up and dying. <gasps> 62 horses died or had to be euthanized in the months following his spraying of the arena. My God. The owners, Judy Pyatt and Frank Hempel, noticed other weird occurrences, like, trigger warning again. Oh, no. So many birds falling dead out of the rafters onto the arena that Frank had to spend hours raking them up and disposing of them. Wait, birds? birds. Which are aerial mm-hmm. creatures. Mm-hmm. So that means this oh stuff is in the atmosphere. God. Uh, because I started watching through Chernobyl again recently. Yeah, at under the, my profile. Thanks for that. No, did mm-hmm. I? Well, sorry about that. 
I, I know you and your precious profiles. I like keeping things separate. I, That's why I have a separate I, Netflix I understand. subscription. I understand, yes. but it's it's not it's not a um, it's not a chemical spraying event where birds are falling out of the sky that something randomly shows up on your profile. <laughs> <laughs> so you started watching Chernobyl. But at the very end of the first episode, that's what happens. Like, a bird falls out of the sky. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. just because it's in the atmosphere now. And, yeah, and I like, watched really the first episode with it. you, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't watch the whole thing? I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah. You know, it was really I, was, good. I, I wrote four scripts about it. And then I was done, and I moved on. Okay. It was weird. Well, then somebody turned your scripts into a TV series. Isn't that kind of fascinating? Even though it wasn't your script. Yeah, that's why it's not yeah. fascinating. It's, it's anyway. a historical. Yeah. Oh. I, I, if Most anybody, if anybody, yes, if anybody who has not seen it yet, it is fantastic. HBO. So now we have many birds falling dead out of the rafters and oh onto the God. arena floor. Then Judy and Frank got sick, and their kids <gasps> uh-huh. got sick. Bladder inflammation, flu-like symptoms, that kind of thing. Okay, bladder inflammation's no Mm-mm. good. One of Judy's kids was hospitalized for her symptoms. Pyatt blamed Russell for killing the animals with whatever he'd sprayed, but well, he claimed, but he claimed ignorance, which is still up for debate to this day. Oh, whether he knew it was a problem or at, I... at the very least, he was an idiot. Right, but that's not a crime. That's not a crime. Being, yeah, unfortunately. But if he did it on his own land too. I, yeah, which he did. So, so that, it seems like more. He did it on his own land first. Yeah, he just dust all all of this over dust. I mean, ashes to ashes. Yeah, dust to dust. I mean, what you should and also this is 1971. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't think people necessarily. This is it's at like a the time birth of the environmental movement. Well, it's that, and I don't think people are very aware of chemicals like they are today in 1971 like you know what i mean yeah, like there's not there's much... there's not a lot of warning labels on shit right and we've know? had a much bigger reckoning about natural things like down the road not not at this time yeah so i can uh, i i yeah this was not i i think i am on Russell's side, I don't think he deliberately made this happen it was stupid to do what he did but it was irresponsible yes at best, he was irresponsible. Irresponsible can stupid. be a crime. Stupid is not a crime, unfortunately. But um, <clears throat> stupidity often leads to irresponsibility. That it does. So. That it does, which leads to negligence. And that's, as we all know, that's a banner of most of our episodes. Yeah. So he said he'd only sprayed, uh, you, he, he said he had only sprayed used crankcase motor oil. Oh, okay. Pyatt and Hample ended up digging up to the top six feet of the arena and trucking it off to a landfill. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh but horses God. kept getting sick, so they dug up another foot of the arena and trucked it off. Wait, so they're like... They're digging into digging the... Digging down. Yeah. They're building a giant pit. Yes. On their Well, lands. it's probably... They're probably doing it evenly. Sure. But yes. Um, so no change in the dying horses, but Hample kept digging up and replacing soil to try to get horses to stop dying from... Well, nobody in 1971 knew from what. Wow. So that's telling me it's just in, it's just contained, the soil itself, period, is contaminated. If it got down and then it can kind of like seep back up, or if it's in the atmosphere. That too, yeah. This is just fucking fucked. It's awful. Well, and then the other thing is like, oh, we thought it was just motor oil. Well, okay, so you thought it was a good idea to spray motor oil all over the ground? 
1971, probably. I guess. I guess. (laughs) Like, you can't look back with a modern lens, but... Oh, no. my goodness. Russell, That's Russell, what, Russell, Russell, Russell. I mean, it's because of shit like this why we have... And people like, uh, regulations are killing business. Uh, well, business was killing God. people before the regulations, so how, right. how do you want to have it? You know? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure, like, uh, the majority... Well, at this point, every single person in the Republican Party, meaning the representatives, not the people who vote Republican, and probably most of the Democrats... At this point in time, or probably just fucking whatever, man, not killing me. Well, the, like I said, it's very beginning of the the environmental movement. Yeah. Like, this is, it's, this is it's fucked nascent. up. I, I don't want to read anymore. Well, <laughs> I don't want to know the end of the story. We could just end it here. <laughs> I know we could. And everybody lived happily ever after. <laughs> no, the end. I was just like everything is fucked. The end. <laughs> everything is thank, awful. Thank you for tuning in once again. <laughs> so okay. So meanwhile, Bliss was contracted by another horse farm, Timberline Stables. So now he's got his own. He's got these other people who's are having to euthanize horses on a daily and basis. And his bladders are getting inflamed. Yeah. And now he's got Timberline Stables to apply his magic anti-dust treatment, which conveniently killed, trigger warning once again, 12 of their horses, as well as causing symptoms in the owner's children. Okay, why again. are people hiring him? <clears throat> I don't think they when? know. I don't think they didn't Timberline know Stables knows. People. Yeah, so, I hope not, because if they did, then we've got more really, really unintelligent people going here. So both kids developed a condition called chloracne, uh, a very mm-hmm. aggressive form of acne. Okay, so chloracne, oh. a very aggressive form of acne. Acne is a very aggressive form of acne. I yes. can't imagine. Caused by chemical exposure, as did the veterinarian who treated the horses and came in contact with the soil. Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this alarmed the CDC, which oh, is the Center okay. for Disease Control. Yes. Who visited the stable three months after the, the spraying in 1971 and took samples from Hample, all of the piots, the sick animals, and from the contaminated soil. Results were inconclusive... Okay, and their report in 1972 provided no answers, but by 1973, the CDC had found evidence of uh, trichlorophenol at 5,000 parts per million. That's a lot. And, that was like one <clears throat> per, per billion, is the And polychlorinated maximum. Bif- biphenyls, or PC- PCBs, at 1,590 parts per million, and TCDD, dioxin, at 30 parts per million. I'm starting to think James just wanted to do this to get us to try yes, to say all this. Yes, try to just fuck us up. <laughs> if so, well played, James. And, 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 and lucky it was me that, that picked the script. Yes, you're the one who did. You did pick it out of the stat. So they talked more with Pyatt, who had been so understandably pissed off that she'd started following Bliss around and taking notes of where his horse death truck sprayed murder oil and found out that another horse stable had also been sprayed by Bliss, mm-hmm. Bubbling Springs Ranch. So now we've got four. Jeez. Southwest of St. Louis. They'd also had problems with the horses dying and had paid a road grading contractor, that makes sense, mm-hmm. to remove the top layer of soil mm-hmm. in 1973. The road grading contractor had taken the contaminated soil back to his own property. Oh my god. As well as dumping some of it on some dude's lawn nearby. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. If your job is to grade land, you're just taking... So now it's in six different places. 
So after Russell had killed a bunch of horses, <laughs> the CDC started to try to figure out where the hell all this TCDD came from. The math was pretty simple. TCDD in that quantity is really only made as a byproduct of trichlorophenol production, so they looked for companies who made trichlorophenol in Missouri and had any business with Bliss, and that list was very short. (laughs) It was one. (laughs) Napaco. Of course, Napaco shut down production of trichlorophenol in 1972 after the EPA said no more hexachlorophene. So they went to Verona to check out the plant where they found on-site storage of around 4,300 pounds of still bottoms with TCDD concentration of an insanely high 300 parts per million or around 13 pounds Mm. of TCDD dioxin in barrels. Jesus Christ. (laughs) The company that now owned the site, Syntex Agribusiness, who bought it from Hoffman Taff in 1969, was like, quote, uh, we thought that tank was empty, unquote. <laughs> a new process had to be implemented to deal with the overwhelming quali- quantity of toxic sludge since no incinerator nearby could deal with that much sludge. That didn't happen until 1979, though, and we are in 1973. Oh my God. So it wouldn't happen for another six years. So late in 1979, an anonymous whistleblower who used to work for Napaco called the EPA and basically said, quote, Hey, I know where there are a lot of that. Di- I know where a lot of that dioxin went. They used some real shady ways of getting rid of toxic still bottoms back then. Unquote. Hmm. This led the EPA to a farm near the Napaco plant where they had paid the farmers farm's owner James Denny, one hundred fifty dollars to bury waste on his property. Oh my god! Which turned out to be a total of ninety barrels. I think he meant one hundred fifty dollars per barrel. Oh, yeah. Um, well, maybe either that maybe, or the that's guy true, or, or That's bucks. true. It could be either way. It was more valuable back then. Which, by the time the EPA found them in 1980, so now we're eight years, nine years into this problem. What happened to the bladders of the people? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing those people are not still alive. Oh, my God. That would be my guess. Um, so by the time the EPA found them in 1980, they were corroded and leaking and some containing dioxin concentration of up to 2,000 parts per million. Jeez. There was a period of hand-wringing and inactivity until an activist group called Environmental Defense Fund, I, they're still yeah, around I've today, yep, leaked an internal EPA document in late 1982 detailing the location of potential dioxin contamination in Missouri, with 14 confirmed and 41 potential spots oh, no. with dioxin contamination. We've already covered, like, what, six or seven spots? Yeah, like, yeah, something like that. And we're only like halfway through this. <sighs> the problem with this was that it was the first time most people in Times Beach were hearing that they were potentially mm. living on, driving down, and walking around on stuff that could kill them. Yeah. And it had been there for 10 years. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, my God. After the leak, meaning the, the leaked information. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the EPA started reading their notes and tried to figure out where to start measuring first. And I don't know how they... Uh, maybe he'll get into that, but it kind of baffles me that they couldn't figure this out. But then again, it's the EPA is literally a brand new organization in this time. Yeah, when was it founded? Uh, it was founded under Nixon, I know that. So Okay, so between... Sometime between 68 and 74. Fair so they're, they're brand new at this point. Yeah. Um... So the most obvious candidate for a closer look was the town of Times Beach, Missouri, which had several thousand people living in it and who had been paying Russell Bliss to spray their roads with his waste oil concoction for several years. Oh, my God. 
They had 23 miles of unpaved dirt roads, which they didn't have the municipal budget to pave. Oh, my God. So they'd been paying Russell to keep the dust down for them in the summers. Bliss, I'm sorry, the Bliss town has been paying Richard Bliss. Bliss having Bliss. like he's got all these uh, revenue streams, and like everything around him is dying. Like that, he's the toxic <laughs> businessman. Know, literally. literally. <laughs> oh jeez. Bliss having a, applied approximately 160,000 gallons of waste oil over the roads in a four-year period starting in 1972 for about 2,400 dollars. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Russell Bliss. If you're gonna spray that much, ga- that many gallons of toxic waste, you should have been a millionaire at least. Not like 2,400 bucks. Yeah, he's like not even. Like he's he's like enough. he's like just it's barely not even worth it. He's like just barely getting by. <laughs> he he probably still has like a 1953 car. This is 1982. It's like, like if you're going like, to ruin the town, if you're going charge to be, for it. Yes, if you're, if you're going to be. He wasn't purposefully evil because he didn't know. Uh, if you're gonna be accidentally if you're evil, be a hapless. At, uh, at least make an, at least make enough money to buy an island and a yacht. Like, come on, Russell Bliss. Like, what the Russell fuck? Russell Bliss. Russell Bliss obviously was not a capitalist because he he could have charged a lot more for this shit. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> <It's> probably true. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a in a strange way, we need Russell Bliss to reshape our economy again, and <laughs> 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 just not with toxic motor oil. <laughs> So the EPA showed up in Times Beach with spacesuits, yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, no shit. That's like uh, their version of hazmat suits. Uh, yeah. Right? yeah, well, that's probably what he means. But oh, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably what they looked like in 1982. Right. And took soil samples all over the place. With the last sample shipped off on December 3rd, 1982, for testing. The very next day, the Merrimack River broke the banks. Oh my God! What? Oh, because it was prone to flooding. And flooded the whole town. The worst flood oh, no. the town had ever experienced in its 50 years of existence. With all this contaminated With all this shit. Just, so now it's just, now it's floating. Now it's in the water. Yeah, now it's floating. And getting carried. Oh my God. What? I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure if we've done an episode. It's just shit show. I, this is like the 15th thing Centralia, that's gone wrong. This is very similar to Centralia in the But Centralia was just one fire that got out of control. Granted, it was under the ground. This is just like one thing poor after a fucking after another. Yes. Yeah, so then the results came back from the EPA soil sample showing TCDD concentrations as high as 300 parts per billion mm. or 0.3 parts per million on the main streets of Times Beach. How bad this is depends on whether you're following CDC or EPA guidelines for soil contamination. CDC says that anything over 0.001 parts per million <laughs> okay. requires requires action. Wow. But more recent EPA guidelines said anything over 0.1 parts per million requires remediation. But either way, the whole town was yeah. contaminated and was also now totally underwater. The CDC officially recommended that no one re-inhabit the town on December twenty third, nineteen eighty two. Just a couple wow. days, and I'm sure yeah, that's, that's exactly like twenty days after. I'm sure that's exactly what they were wishing for for Christmas. Yeah, it's two days before Christmas. That's. Uh... But they couldn't get Christmas trees because those were all dead too. I'm guessing. <laughs> they had all just fallen. <laughs> they had, over. Like everything's dead. Oh. Due to the high level of contamination, as well as the town being situated obviously in a floodplain, raising the risk of further spread of the dioxin with continuing floods. 
The federal government formed a Times Beach Dioxin Task Force. Oh my god. Like, imagine needing a task force for a town of 1,200 people. It's not good if the federal government needs no. a, a task force for your tiny town. No. That's literal, like, uh, like dystopian shit. Uh, a combination of CDC, EPA, FEMA, yeah, <laughs> and the Army Corps of Engineers were sent to deal with the problem. First order of business was to get everyone out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. To and that. bathed in something like other than like soap and water, like bathed in like those chlorine. Um, it's like something like I don't those know. Showers that they have people <laughs> yeah. in disaster, like certain disaster chemical disaster. Uh, yeah. Things go through. Yeah. Yeah, and like and just leave them in there for like two weeks. Yeah, like, we'll come like, back. Like, like, yeah, we'll set the timer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we'll we'll feed you through a tube, like we'll, <laughs> you know. Um, so the federal government, um, its first order of business was to get everybody out, right? By 1985. So this is December 23rd, 1982. Oh so wow! Got so they're two years and a week to get this done. Yeah. The entire town, with a population of over 2,000 residents, had been re- relocated to other nearby towns. They were actually really lucky. This was such a small town, right? Uh, yeah, if this, imagine if this, if this had been St. Louis, like a, a city city, a Oof. major city. Uh, the 800 plus residential structures and 30 plus businesses were abandoned and torn down. Oh my God. So they just, they just leveled it. Oh God. The governor of the state, John Ashcroft. Yes. That oh John Ashcroft. God. Jesus Wait, Christ. Wait, he's the, what, the Department of Homeland Security guy? Or? No, he was. He's a 9-11 adjacent person. Uh, he was in Bush's administration yeah. as Secretary of State, I want to say. Yeah, he I is. I think that's what he was. George cabinet. W. Bush. Baby Bush. Not, yes. Baby Bush is. Uh, I think he cabinet. was Secretary of State. He was most famous for covering up um, a naked statue while he was giving a speech because, you know, the statue's breasts were exposed and, you know, we can't have that. We can, we can contaminate 2,000 people. Yeah, we can do that. But God forbid we show a breast, yeah. a human breast, Jeez, in a John, statue. John Ashcroft, my, like these people just never go away. Yeah. Like they're, they're they're just. Why couldn't he get contaminated and get his bladder inflamed? Like, like that's that's closer to justice. Like watch if we if we like looked up a list of like EPA or like somebody who oversees the EPA, like the next agency higher than that. I, I bet Russell Bliss is in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> They considered this good experience. Or like, or like Russell Bliss Jr. Like, <laughs> he put it on his, his resume as like, well, now I know what not to do. Yeah, like these, these fucking people, like, they never go away. They never go oh, away. Oh, jeez. Like, you don't have, like, oh, my, anyway. Yeah, like, like to, to have on. <laughs> To have ultimate government power, you don't need to run for office. You just need to be somebody adjacent to yeah, people who do fair. run for office. And you can be master of the universe for fucking ever. Oh, my God. So they disincorporated the town in 1985, officially removing it from maps. That's so okay. weird. That's how you. I, I, you now I kind of want to look it up. Right. <laughs> see if it's on Google Maps. See if no, they, it See if they be. caught that one. Google knows all. But this was before Google. This was all pre-Google. There's no such thing as pre-Google anymore. It knows everything. <laughs> it it has already time traveled. It has. <laughs> it did. The town sat cordon off. An empty, creepy ghost town for many years. Wow. Many years while the EPA and friends. Yeah, it's like EPA and friends. <laughs> it is. It's like it's like that Saturday morning cartoon. Um, not uh, super friends. That's what it is. Oh, except I, except I it's all cartoon. Except friends. it's all government agencies, which is not something you ever want. Super Who friends are the to super be. Super friends. Uh, people. 
Wait, cartoon so people. A, was it superheroes? Little cartoon I think so. I remember. Yeah, something okay. like that. I was I little. Watch, I didn't watch Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, God. I always did. I watched Saturday morning preteen programming back in the day, like Hang Time and Saved by the Bell, The New New Class. And I don't think it was called The New New Class. I was going to say, did they have a third installment of... They may have. <laughs> they probably did. Was Tori in like the... Wait, maybe she was just the original Saved by the Bell. But Hang Time and California Dreams, both... Uh, theme songs of which I can sing in their entirety. Would you like me to begin? No, okay. not at all. I'd rather get um, poisoned by it. No, I wouldn't. Don't wake <laughs> me up. Okay. Don't wake Moving me on. up. Moving on. The town sat, cordon off, an empty, creepy dreams. ghost town yes, for many years. Yes, while the EPA and friends try no the EPA and friends EPA that sounds friends. so funny. Me and my tried to figure out time. tried to figure out what to do with an entire town poisoned by oh Jesus yeah, Christ. Hepaboodle Boodle Megadeth? Sorry, I meant oh, that's a made up word. I made up a word. I was gonna say something really called Megadeth. Hepabutal Megadeth. Sorry, I meant dioxin. Yes, I like that. <laughs> Unfortunately, the band name Megadeth is already taken. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, I meant dioxin. To the point where no one could even safely walk around in the town. That's wild. Times Beach was proposed as an EPA Superfund site under CERCLA, the Comprehensive Environmental Response, Compensation, and Liability Act. Oh, so it's like a funding thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Superfund super fund site. Well, yep. Yes, okay. In March of 1983 and added to the list in September of 1983. Superfund sites are designated by the EPA as highly contaminated and requiring long-term response to clean up hazardous material contaminations, a lot itself resulting from ecological disasters like Love Canal in Niagara Falls, yeah. uh, New York, uh, Valley of the Drums in Kentucky, and Kinbuck Lenf- uh, Landfill in New Jersey in the 1970s. Why are all of these happening in the... yeah? In the 70s, I you know. asked? Jesus Christ. <laughs> because the 70s was the most... <laughs> it was fucking pa- crazy. Docile, passive, and pastoral of all the decades. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where you could literally drink a case of beer and get behind the wheel of a car. and a, a It's cop, not a specifically a crime. And a, and a cop would just follow you home. Yeah. Even after you ran somebody over. Mm. I'm kidding about that last part. Um, so all of which are great topics for future episodes yes, as well. I, yes, I've been right wanting, Love Canal I think has been on our list for a so while. So we actually have some research uh, from, a, from a listener. It may have been Mel. I could be wrong. Because I know anyway, very little it's, it's about it. It's more of like a, an outline, which is super helpful. A good like starting off point. I've just never followed through on it. Yeah, and I know, I just know Love Canal happened. I don't know any of the details Same. of it. So that that's definitely one we'll need to do. There was a time I had it on the docket to do for Valentine's Day. because Love, Love Canal. Canal. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. You too. So since technically the dioxin can... Contamination in Missouri was spread out over the entire state in various locations. Well, because what's it? Russell Bliss was like taking no, just, no, he's going on no, tour the, with it the and the flooding and that the that too. The land. Yeah, yeah, all of these things. Like, so Times Beach was picked as ground zero for cleanup for a cleanup site since it was now empty. An incinerator was built at Times Beach. Oh my yes, God, yeah, to destroy contaminated materials. Uh, since the only way to effectively destroy dioxin is at a very high heat. Yes. Yeah, just burn it. Mm-hmm. By Syntex Agribusiness, who had taken over Hoffman Taff. 
Yeah, that that you said mm-hmm. that before. Yeah. Over two hundred sixty-five thousand tons of oh my god. Soil. Of contaminated material. Okay, oh, do, you, do you know? Anything. Do you know what a ton is? That's two, well, that's, okay, uh, two thousand pounds. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two hundred sixty-five thousand, two thousand pounds. Like what the fuck? I know. Like I, how is that even it's possible? It's too big to really comprehend. How is that even possible to make all that shit? You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's soil plus things, oh right? My God. Like contaminated material could be any number of things. Jesus Christ. So over 265,000 tons of contaminated material were incinerated at Times Beach between 1995 and 1997 before the facility was shut down and dismantled, yes. Mm-hmm. And Times Beach itself was taking off the NPL, uh, the National Priority List, which are high-priority okay. Superfund sites, in 2001. So it, it... Wait, all the way till 2001. Yes. This was a so this thing goes on. Long... Well, the whole thing from start to finish lasts uh, 30 years. 30 years, yeah, the 71, the actual beginning of the contamination. It's now actually a state park that's dedicated to Route 66 history and currently has four and a half stars on Google reviews. <laughs> One reviewer says, quote, good walking trails, but not very diverse in scenery and topography. I wonder why ah, that is. Maybe because it was raised. Just a flat area that was once the town of Times Beach. Don't lick the ground, LOL, unquote. <laughs> Or just, or just don't go there. I'm never going to this park. No, we should, we should. No, we should see if Jennifer wants to go. That's true. Yes, <laughs> that's someplace I'm never going. I'm, I'm sorry. That shit's probably still around. Who probably knows? Know. That's. A, I would hope the EPA has since monitored it, but one would hope, <laughs> but we don't know for sure. We've, we've had, we've had nothing but conservative administrations for the last forty years. So who Jeez. knows. So you might be reasonably asking, I'm asking a lot of things. Let's, <laughs> quote, uh, so then Hoffman Taft, Napaco, IPC, Syntex, Agribusiness, and Russell Bliss and all of his living relatives went to jail for poisoning in town so bad that everyone had to leave and all the soil was incinerated and they knocked down all the buildings and buried them in a giant mound, right? Justice works that way, right? If you are so stupid and greedy and ignorant that the entire chain of responsibility fails to the point of a guy spraying horse murder juice on, <laughs> on the ground James. on the ground for four straight years, someone goes to jail, don't they? The answer is, of course, not. Since the RC, Remember when not was huge. Yes, not. I think he meant the answer is, of course, not. It was just okay. Of well, course, well, no, not. not also works. But yeah, that's but that's very nineties. It is very nineties, but I like the reference. Um. Since the RCRA, the Resource Conservation and Recovery Act, which regulates transportation of hazardous mater- uh, chemicals, yes, because um, I've dealt with that at, at my work sites, um, and Toxic Substances Control Act, which requires testing and regulation of new existing chemicals, weren't passed until 1976, mm. meaning that all the spraying and dumping that Russell oh, did no. wasn't actually was illegal, illegal when oh. he did it. Well, it wasn't necessarily legal. It just wasn't, it just illegal. wasn't illegal. It wasn't punishable. Yes, nobody had thought, like, what if somebody comes up with a horse murder juice and sprays it all over the place? Jeez. As long as you <clears> do <throat> it before it's a law. There were numerous civil court lawsuits, obviously, yeah. brought against various parties, mostly Russell, Napaco, and IPC. The federal government sued Napaco in 1983 under the recently passed uh, CERCLA, the Superfund Act, 
which allowed them to recoup one year of repair costs from James Denny's farm. So they, they just <clears throat> they just sued for money. Yes. Uh, just trying to re- recoup funds. Yes. I said one year. I don't know why. I think it was... So it allowed them to recoup repair costs from James Denny's farm, where they buried 90 leaking barrels of death juice. Over 14,000 civil suits were filed against the various parties responsible for poisoning the state, with notable judgments including $10,000 from Pyatt and Hample against Bliss, $100,000 against IPC, $65,000 from Napaco, and $1 million for each of their daughters from IPC. Mm-hmm. As for who actually paid for the relocation of entire town ta- of an entire town, the federal government footed most of the bill to the tune of thirty-three million dollars. Which let's let's be clear, who's paying the federal government's bill? We are yes, all of us taxpayers. Yeah, literally all of us <laughs> yes, are paying are the federal government. <laughs> while the state of Missouri picked up the remaining three point seven million, and that would be the so taxpayers of the state of Missouri. Mm-hmm. But did anyone in Times Beach actually suffer ill health effects from the exposure to dioxin? Bladders! Hello! Well, beyond the piles of dead animals and Pyatt's kids having awful chloracne, no one actually died as a result of TCDD exposure that we know of. Mm -hmm. There's also no evidence that anyone from the area suffered long-term health effects other than mental effects of having to leave your Uh, house and everything it... <clears throat> and everything in it behind. And then they burned it all down to the ground. And moved to a nearby town where residents reportedly faced blunt discrimination for fear of contamination. Yeah. Largely due to alarmist report in the news and pictures of spacesuit clad EPA people at the site during testing and cleanup. So yes, this is an all bad things episode where no one actually died other than an entire town which no longer exists. The sole remaining building being the Route 66 Park Visitor Center, which used to be Steiny's Inn back when the Times Beach still existed. But hey, at least this stuff doesn't happen anymore, right? <laughs> it's not like there are multiple EPA Superfund super fun sites in our county, including one that Wake County Public School System wanted to build a new school on top of in oh, our wonderful. fair city of Raleigh, North Carolina. Wonderful. Or the Superfund site at the old Ward Transformer facility that contaminated groundwater with PCBs for so long that you're still not supposed to eat fish you catch in the Crabtree Basin. Oh, wow. I'm not paranoid. You're paranoid. Thanks for reading. Love the show. Words and Research, James M. and Raleigh N.C. Thank you so much. Oh, James, you outdid yourself. That was that was, that was well a stellar done. episode. Now the cats are going to think. Uh, again, yes, that they're being them. fed. Yes, yeah. he's got his little wide eyes. <laughs> again, some guy I've never heard of. Yes, yeah, same, same. It wasn't even on the list. Jesus Christ! I had heard of the uh, what he was talking about in the is it the Crabtree Basin. Well, yeah, the crab- yeah. you yeah. knew about the mm-hmm. contamination yes. of the Crabtree Yeah, basin? Chad had told me about that. Okay. I I did not know about yeah. that. I don't go I fishing. Mean, I don't eat fish. Yeah, and I, and I, don't, I don't, so it's not really, so it kind of, I was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that anyway. What was the thing? Wasn't there a big, was it Duke Energy cleanup thing? Yep, that was, uh, what river was that? One of the rivers around here. Was it around here? Or was mm-hmm. it more like No, it was, it was the, uh, no, 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 it was around here. It was the Ash the the dust oh. ash oh ash coal yes yeah mm-hmm. coal ash coal ash, coal ash. Yes. and who did they make pay for it customers yay yay <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sure wow. you can find like what he just mentioned in probably every 
city, state, town. Yeah, you're right. Not just in the United States, probably on fucking Earth. Maybe not Sweden. We're just really or bad like at Norway. It, about it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. So the downside is we're all gonna die. <laughs> the upside is we get there's an upside. <laughs> there is an upside. We just don't know what it is yet. Struggling at the moment to to identify it, but there's an upside. If you're the CEO of uh, Duke Energy, <laughs> there's an upside. There's... Yeah, there's your fucking upside right there. Ah, oh, the upside is laughter. Yeah, that's why when people are like, "You're not taking yeah. it seriously enough when you talk about disasters," it's like, okay, you go ahead and do a podcast where you're just miserable the whole time and see how long you last. We've lasted well, and, 215 and, episodes. And see how who wants to listen to that? <laughs> like, I don't. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. people being miserable for over I know. an hour. <laughs> it kind of goes hand in hand with insufferable. Yes. Oh goodness. <laughs> Wow, well done, James. Yes, very well done. That was that was a, a good. We bad will have one. to get together for a beer and talk about that. It's a, a, a broader because I'm sure there's probably because just like we do, I'm sure there's stuff he left out. You know, well, I don't know what it could. Like... I don't know what it could have been, <laughs> but oh, Russell Bliss. Uh, but okay. again, but again, you have to. I mean, this is why context is important. In 1971. Mm-hmm. Some company is just like here. Hey, hey, Russ. Have the yes, have these barrels. We don't, we can't figure out the fuck to do with them. They're like potentially hazardous and stuff, but you'll figure something out. Like yes, I will. I will combine it with old motor oil out of a crankcase and use it to not have so much dust. But you know <laughs> what? You know what the real problem is, David. It's big government and regulation. It is. That is the problem. It is. It is. Because of the people. Libertarianism. Because the people with the liver problems and the dead horses, they were eventually going to come up with a solution on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. They didn't need need the government to step in and burn their town. It might not have been by today, but eventually they would have come up with something. Yeah, I mean, it would have been hard for them to walk around with inflamed bladders, but... They would have figured it out. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Thank you, James. Well done. But we're all doomed anyway, so... Yeah. Let's at least have fun doing it. Have a beer. Have many beers. <laughs> or whatever you like to do. Yes. Have many weeds. <laughs> <laughs> So that was the story of Times Beach, Missouri. Did you like how I didn't even need to look at it? I do. Yeah, I'm a pro. There you go. Elephant brain. (laughs) Courtesy of our listener, James. And this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you next week.